From Cities Church, you're listening to Gospel Stories, conversations about encountering Jesus amidst life's challenges. I'm Nick Offenkamp, your host, and now here's the show. So, Ellen, thank you so much for being willing to share a bit of your story with us on the Gospel Stories uh, podcast. How are you holding up amid COVID-19 and social distancing? What What does a day in the life look like right now? Yeah, so I'm doing pretty well. Currently, I am raising support for a college ministry called Campus Outreach. So um, that's my full-time job at the moment. And then just trying to stay sane uh, by being outside. So the warmer it's been, the the easier it's been just to um, see friends, maybe do some social distance walks or tennis, things like that. So that's been super helpful during this season. Nice. And you live pretty close to uh, Como Park and Lake Como, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I love the lake. Uh, We're close enough to walk or run to the lake. And so uh, that's something I do almost daily and it's just super refreshing. So I love that. That's great. And what's the, the kind of household makeup where you're living? Yeah, so I live with three other girls. So uh, that's been super fun in the season just to have friends that I'm living with and can do life with and church with on Sundays and uh, play games with or, or watch TV. So that's been an encouraging part of the season as well. Right on. Cool. And I, I want to hear more and more about Campus Outreach, which I know we'll get to towards the, the end, of, end of this interview and just the amazing story of how God has led you to that ministry and to, uh, to jumping on full time serving there. Um, but first, let me just ask, how long have you been at Cities Church and what was your initial connection to Cities? Yeah, so I started coming to Cities about a year after it planted, and I had been at Bethlehem Baptist before, and so just had a lot of friends uh, connected to Cities already, and so checked out Cities. I loved it. I loved that it was, uh, or felt felt that it was a good balance of theology and heart, and so um, just felt like the right fit for me, and I don't think a church building has ever felt more like home um, than our community, and and so that's been really sweet for me. Yeah, praise God. Well, we're so glad to have had you at Cities now for these four plus years. And uh, I, I'm grateful to have you in our community group now as well. Now you, you've been to a few, but finally we got Ellen in, <laughs> in the Chelsea Heights community group, which, which that's been great getting to know you through that. So I'd love to hear a bit just about your, your background. Like tell us uh, where you grew up and and what a picture of what childhood was like for you. Yeah. So in stark contrast to Minnesota, I grew up in Tampa, Florida. Um, and it's great. It's sunny, it's warm, but, uh, at this point would only like to vacation there a little too hot for me, but, um, yeah, my family, it's just, uh, my dad, my mom and my younger sister, and they're not believers. And so growing up my home, it really wasn't a nurturing, warm type of environment. Um, really the main emotion expressed was anger. So experienced that a lot in my household growing up. And as you can imagine, it really led me to be distrustful of people and God. And um, I remember even in elementary school, building up this hardened experience 
exterior where I couldn't be vulnerable with people and show emotion and um, couldn't tell people I loved them or even hug them. And so um, in my view of God kind of became one where I was hoping he wasn't real because I didn't see how there could be so much bad in the world and him still be a good God. And so um, that was, that was my childhood in a nutshell. I experienced a lot of anxiety and depression, but then, uh, around ninth grade, I had some friends in the, involved in the local youth group. And so I checked it out and thought youth group was really fun. We played games. There's a lot of activities and, uh, really just felt like a safe, warm environment. And I really enjoyed the viewpoints they had about, um, being humble and serving others, being thoughtful towards others, not gossiping. And so, um, really enjoyed that, that nurturing environment they created. And so got pretty plugged in with the youth group. And then around, uh, my sophomore year, they were going on a ski trip to Colorado. And as a 16 year old, I was like, well, of course I want to go to Colorado with my friends. That sounds awesome. The most amazing youth group trip ever. Like to yeah. go from Tampa, Florida to, uh, to go skiing in Colorado. Like mm-hmm. my, uh, my youth group, like a cool trip was like going to a water slide park about a half hour, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, that, that sounds like an incredible time. So I, I'll let you uh, talk more about it, but just, yeah, wanted it to was, Man, it was, <laughs> it was epic. I mean, one and done. No, we never did it again, but okay. <laughs> it was, it was great. And, and, uh, so worth it. So, uh, I ended up going on that trip and, while we were there, we stayed at a Bible school and it was staffed by a couple families and some college students. And our second day there, one of the college students got up to share her testimony. And she had just been through so much heartache and pain and um, but was standing in front of us talking about God and was seemingly whole and joyful. And mm. I just felt this like out of body, like pull and push to like go talk with her and share with her and, and, And I was just so intrigued by this dichotomy of hardship, but joy and wholeness in the Lord. Um, And I decided not to. I didn't want to be vulnerable with her. Um, And the next night, the Lord was just like wrestling with me and kept putting in my head this idea of you need to go talk with her. You need to go talk with her. And so eventually I, I just said yes and submitted to that and was able to fall asleep. And the next day we did talk and um, just shared with her about some of my family experience and these things I hadn't talked with anyone about before. And in return, she just shared with me the gospel and just explained this God you've been fearing. That's not who he is. Um, He is a personal loving God, so much so that he sent his son um, who got off his rightful throne in heaven to come and and live with us and, and die for our sins and then rise again to give us life. And that's, that's, that's who he is. And he's personal. And I just remember, I don't remember a lot from the conversation, but um, by the end of it, I remember her saying, you know, Jesus's arms are open to you and he's beckoning you to come to him and he can heal you, but all of your hope and all of your trust has to be in him. And I left that conversation and was just 
all of a sudden out of nowhere insatiably starving to read the Bible. Um, I had never had interest in it before, but was just so hungry to know what this book said about us and God and, and, and the world. And um, I remember going, going to my bunk and was just filled with the most innocent, pure, joyful feeling I had ever experienced. And I had no doubt that it was the presence of God and that he was real and he was good for the first time in my life. And um, I remember waking up the next morning and looking out at the mountains and it was like I was seeing them for the first time, just understanding who the author of life is and that he created these and his beauty overflowed to creation and, and his hand is in it all and, and it is good and he is good and um, understood for the first time time that my identity is a child of God's. And so I am, I am redeemed and, and restored and made new and, and just felt whole. Um, and, um, yeah, so that was, it, it was just one of those moments where it was like blinders were dropped from my eyes and, um, all the heart and shell I had built up for so long was, was falling away. And suddenly I was able to experience emotion and express that to people and, and just more of my true self kind of started to come forth. Oh, praise God. And what a, uh, a beautiful story, like just on, on so many levels, like, uh, one, uh, just that humble submission of you know, the experience of, I need to go talk to this total stranger. And, uh, and knowing that like, that's more than just a, Hey, my name's Ellen. What do you like to do? But like, <laughs> that's going to be a vulnerable, uh, heavy kind of conversation. And so amazing that the spirit would, would prompt you to do that, that you would mm-hmm. uh, do that. Um, and that this, uh, that this young woman would, would share, the gospel so clearly and so, you know, clearly call you to come to Jesus. And I love the the description too, like amazing that it, this all happened in the mountains of Colorado, but uh, <laughs> what you said about like uh, seeing creation for the first time, like with new mm-hmm. eyes, like seeing it as uh, just evidence of, of God's majesty, of his goodness. Um, yeah, it's just Ah, it's so good. So what was that like, uh, having this incredible experience, really conversion, uh, in Colorado and then going back to Tampa, Florida, back to your family, back home. What was that transition like? Yeah. So it was really, really hard. Um, I remember, uh, so this girl who shared the gospel with me, she was involved with this college ministry called Campus Outreach at Northwestern here in the Twin Cities at the time. Um, so I go back to Tampa, she goes back to Minnesota. Um, and I just remember her sharing with her, like, I just feel like a caged bird. Um, like Mm -hmm. I, I understood who love is, what love is, what that looks like. And, um, and I'm so changed, but my, my family still remains the same. And so, um, it was really, really difficult, but she kind of discipled me from afar, which was uh, really sweet and something I needed. And so she would send me some, um, campus outreach talks that the staff members were giving to college students. And, uh, she was going to Bethlehem Baptist. So she was sending me John Piper sermons and, uh, I just ate those things up. They uh, really fuel, fueled my faith, uh, my last couple years of high school. And I was just so, so hungry for them and, um, and passionate about missions. And so when I was 
junior in high school, I was telling my dad, Hey, I want to become a missionary. And this is my passion. This is my dream. And, uh, he kind of told me that was a silly idea and would never happen. And, um, but devastating. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was devastating. Um, but long story short, I, the Lord graciously did get me to Northwestern. Um, Mm. it's, it's, um, it's something that a lot of prayer was involved in and, and just trusting the Lord to move in my parents' hearts to open their hands to allowing me to move to Minnesota and, and get involved with this Christian college. So, um, I just, I remember watching the videos from Campus Outreach and loving uh, their high value of discipleship. And it reminded me of the book of Acts and how um, they treated each other as family and met each other's needs and welcomed each other into their homes and um, just invested in in studying the Bible and and sharing the gospel with others. And so I wanted that and I, I love Northwestern and what it offered. And so I ended up there for college. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. So like from the time that you met uh, this young woman in Colorado and heard that she was at Northwestern, like, did you kind of know at that point, like, that's where I want to go to school and that's what I want to be part of? Like, was it that sure of a thing or? Uh, no, I mean, <laughs> I kind of stumbled into it. I actually committed to one year at Florida Gulf Coast University. And so uh, my freshman year was actually there. And then um, just this God placed this, this need on my heart to, to seek more and ask for more. And so then I checked out this school that um, the student had shared with me and I loved it. I, I thought, wow, this place is truly Christ-centered and teaching from a biblical perspective. And this is what I'm hungry for. Yeah. And I want this community. And so um, that's how I ended up then pursuing going to Northwestern and ended up there my sophomore year. Yeah. So talk to me. What was that experience like then? Uh, just going to Northwestern, being immersed in this really intentional Christian community, uh, being part of campus outreach, which is so discipleship focused, life on life, and just uh, amazing. Being part of a, a church like Bethlehem Baptist, uh, that sounds very different from what you kind of your day to day in Florida. So, you know, how was, how, how was that transition and what were some of the, uh, either the things that God was teaching you in it or Mm -hmm. even some of the challenges that you, you were surprised to experience? Yeah. I mean, it was an awesome experience. Um, I think something God taught me is that Christians are not perfect. (laughs) So, so I'm going into this Christian environment and thinking, wow, everyone's going to treat each other so well, and it's going to be so different from my family experience, but I mean, Christians are broken. And so that was just a reality that I experienced. And also it was good too. It was growing for me and, and just understanding that, um, that our walk with God, it's, it's not just an instantaneous moment, but it's, it's a lifelong process where he's completing the work that he started in us. Um, and so it was growing. It was amazing. I have lifelong friends from there and getting involved with campus outreach was just, was awesome. Like I said, it was something I was so hungry for and, and just to be mentored and poured into, and then do that with others. And, um, my dad, you know, he, he did kind of get in my head a little bit. And so by the time I was graduating, um, was a little scared of, 
pursuing something like full-time ministry. But at the same time, I found that I was so passionate about discipleship and it was the most life-giving thing to me. I loved pouring into younger students. Um, And so when I was graduating, I was graduating with an undergraduate degree in psychology and was on a pathway to becoming a therapist. But at 22, I was like, I am not emotionally mature enough to be a therapist. (laughs) And um, I just, I I don't get excited about um, that particular kind of work, but love the um, naturalness of discipleship. And so um, I thought about going on staff with Campus Outreach at the time, but got really scared of the support raising process. Um, I thought, you know, I don't have a church, really a church home. Um, I, you know, I don't have family friends who are Christians that I can reach out to. And so got scared of doing that. And decided to pursue the path of becoming a resident director at Bethel or Northwestern. And so your resident directors, they, they lead the RA staff in halls and in dorm halls. And so they live in the dorms and they provide guidance for the RAs and just make sure students are healthy, safe, and especially at Bethel or Northwestern that they're, um, being spiritually fed as well. And so being a resident director just stood out to me because I could do what I loved, but it was safe and it was secure. I had, I would have a salary, I would have a home on campus. And so it it was a safe option to do what I loved. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, go ahead. (laughs) Yeah. So how long did you, were you in that role as uh, the resident director, right? Or so, yeah, that's what I was pursuing. Um, but I was, I, I didn't have the job yet. I okay. was, um, in, in pursuing it, I was building a resume. And so sure. I started off in the admissions office at Bethel university and the past three years, that's where I've been. Um, okay. yeah, but then Two New Year's Eves ago, I got a severe concussion and some of our members might be aware of that. People have been praying for quite some time for my healing. Mm. Um, and through that time, it, it, it just rocked my world. Um, suddenly I was dysfunctional and unable to work. And so I was on medical leave from work for a couple months and, um, I had extreme dizziness that wasn't ending and light hearing sensitivity, headaches, extreme fatigue, um, and just led to, to other injuries as well. And so, um, I remember during that season, just sitting on my couch thinking, wow, everything my identity was in has been stripped from me. Mm. Um, I can't work. I can't see friends, be social, be active, work out. I, yeah, I can't, can't even do my job. Um, and sitting there, I'm thinking, but my joy and relationship with Jesus remains the same mm. and his promises cannot be taken away from me. And, um, just, it it just filled my heart with joy and warmth and, um, just started to ask myself questions of like, what security have I been living for and and trying to create and has it been worth it? And uh, the answer was no. And the Lord really just started to reorder my loves and, um, what, what my heart was oriented around and seeking and, um, just felt like, 
gosh, if I just get to share the gospel, like, like that's all that matters to me. That's so joyful. And, um, just realize that my worth and value sitting here dysfunctional on this couch is the same as it was before this happened. And so it was a really resetting time for me. And by the fall, I started to heal and could re-engage with life again. And so, so how that, long, how long was that whole, uh, you know, from initial injury and concussion to like, you, when you say the fall, is that like uh, nine months or a year and nine months or? I would say it took maybe seven-ish months to yeah. feel almost normal. And I'm still healing today. Sure. I think, yeah, it, it'll be about 18 months till I'm pretty, pretty much back to normal. Yeah. Um, so I would say about seven-ish months um, when I was feeling uh, decently normal again and could... Um, kind of fully re-engage with normal life. Yeah. So, um, yeah, at that time I thought to myself, well, I, I want to continue to do, I'm finishing grad school and I want to invest in ministry. I want to build this resume to become a resident director or something else in student life. And so, uh, volunteered with campus outreach and, found that I still really, really love it. Um, it uses my gifts, talents, passions, unlike anything else. Uh, and I just, I love discipleship and if it's really life giving to me. Um, and so by the end of fall, the Lord just started to place those convicting questions on my heart, asking me, you know, why haven't you pursued this yet? And do you trust me to provide or are you going to continue to try to create your own security. And, um, do you trust me to do more than what you think or ask? And I just, I felt convicted that I hadn't been obedient to the Lord in that call, um, that, that for 11 years has been on my heart. And I just needed to, um, lay aside the, you know, the practicals and the logistical things and just say, Lord, I'm giving this over to you and I'm following you, uh, in this call and I want to see you provide. And so, uh, by the end of December, I was all in and mid January started the process of support raising with campus outreach. Okay. So you're, you're, you're all in at this point, like mm -hmm. no, no looking back and your, uh, your job with, uh, with Bethel that has since ended, right? Like you're, you're now full-time campus outreach. Yeah. So I was doing both jobs for a while, which was crazy. I don't recommend it. Um, and, but, but yeah, a, a week ago was my last day at Bethel. So I'm, I'm in the full swing of support raising. Yeah. So I know support raising is, is still happening. And uh, I want to talk uh, some, some about that and about your, your vision and, and hopes for ministry. But I want to press in a little bit first here on just all right. Those are a lot of really big, uh, like questions that you're asking yourself or that the, the spirit's convicting you of, like, do you trust that God is going to provide? Like, do you okay. trust that he's, he's given you this calling? How, how has it been working through those questions, uh, trusting the Lord in them? What are some of the things that you've been turning to, uh, when it's a struggle to believe like the means of grace that God has used to, um, to remind you of who he is or what's true. Yeah. I mean, 
when I was a student at Northwestern, we would always have chapels where speakers would say, you know, there's far more joy and freedom in being obedient, even though it's difficult. And I always remember cringing when they said that and trying not to listen, um, because that just sounds hard. But honestly, just saying yes to what, what God's calling me to do has, has given me far greater joy and freedom in relationship with him. And I think even authenticity in relationship with God. And so, um, in ways though it's harder, it's also been easier and sweeter to my heart and soul, um, to trust him with these things. And, um, I have great support systems through campus outreach and and also through cities like my community group and friends, roommates um, who are praying for me and encouraging me in truth. And so um, they've kind of been a shelter for me in this season, which is so vital and important. Um, But obviously, I mean, first and foremost is relationship with the Lord. And I just come to him and, and lay bare my, my fears and worries and, um, ask him to take those and replace those with trust and hope in him. And, um, he's always faithful to do so. And, um, I mean, his word is always an encouragement. Um, when I look back and and see other missionaries in scripture and, just that the word says the gospel goes out by the gospel. And so um, it is not a mistake that, that we go and share the gospel through, um, through support raising and other believers support. And I just, I find joy in that process. Cool. Cool. Yeah, that's, uh, that's amazing. And it is uh, the, the support raising. It feels like in particular, like um, that for so many people, like that's a, that's a big hurdle when it comes to getting into any kind of, uh, like missionary ministry. Um, cause it is, especially I think in Western, uh, society, like it just, it can feel very uncomfortable, but you're not, you're not, uh, really like asking like, Hey, support the, uh, the Ellen dream here, but it's <laughs> like, Hey, I'm a servant of Jesus. And yeah, he's called me to this campus, and so would you partner in funding the work that I believe God is doing in and through me on this this campus? Would you would you partner with sponsor uh, the gospel going forward in in these different mm-hmm. places? Yeah, yeah, Amen. I I get excited about that because it is an opportunity and privilege where I get to ask people to partner in in missionary work, but it's also a privilege for them because they get to be invited into this journey where the gospel is going forth. And um, I'm just I'm excited to connect with people who want to hear more and and um, who want to partake in that journey and, and believe in that. Yeah. So give us a little bit of an idea then like, uh, you know, boots on the ground. Uh, how is the gospel going forth through, uh, through your role with campus outreach? What are the things that you're, you're doing? Yeah. So once I get to a hundred percent of support raised, then I actually get to be on the college campus which stu- with students. So that's okay. when I get to actually do the job that I love and am excited about. Um, but at that point, it's essentially you're a full-time missionary on the college campus. And so um, in a nutshell, we break it down by four E's. So we evangelize, establish, equip, and export. And so we want to share the gospel with students. Uh, we're a relationship um, 
centered ministry. So uh, building relationships through activities um, that we may, events we may put on, um, spending time with students in the dorms or at lunch or dinner. Um, and then hopefully some of them come to know the Lord. Um, that's what we're passionate about and excited about. And so we want them to be established in the Lord. And then we want to equip them through discipleship. And so we want to teach them how to study their Bible, how to share it with others. Um, we want to model that for them. And um, we provide trainings and, and more intentional Bible studies to equip them um, with those those skills and, and just to help them grow and mature in their faith and relationship with the Lord. Yeah. Um, and then we want to export them. So when they're seniors and graduating, um, they're going into the world. And so we want them, one, to, you know, be abiding in their relationship with Jesus, mm-hmm. two, to be connected to a local church and understand the value that has in their their life and in their faith walk. Um, and then three, to take the gospel with them wherever they're they're living and working because they're going into various areas of the workforce in our country and the world. And so it's such a great, great place to share the gospel and then see students take it with them. Yeah. Ah, amen. I love it. I love it. That's such, such good work. I'm so excited. So I've got, uh, I've got two final questions for you here. Um, and the, the first one is, um, all right. So there's somebody else, uh, who, you know, is in your, your position of, they, they feel this, this strong call to a ministry that they know is a ministry job, whatever it is, but they, they feel like God is calling them to something, but it's yeah. going to be really hard. Uh, now the Lord used, uh, an injury, uh, for you, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, to, to kind of reorient, uh, you, uh, and like to, to speak truth and perspective into your life. But, um, how would you encourage somebody who's like just wrestling with the things that you were wrestling with? Like, I think God is calling me to this, but it's really scary and, mm-hmm. uh, re- going to be really tough. Yeah. So for me, it was really fear-based and, um, what would have been helpful is if I invited leaders in ministry into my life to dialogue, um, about those questions with, or maybe, um, depending on, on the circumstance, the person talking with a therapist about those things, um, because those fears and worries are things that stem from how I grew up. And so it makes sense that they impacted my life. Um, but they're things that I needed to work through with people. And um, if, if I had um, had that opportunity, it, it may have um, kind of helped um, squelch those fears and worries and, and get me started with ministry a bit sooner. Yeah, ah, that's such a good answer. Uh, I love it. Uh, so then my, my, my last question is, all right. Um, the Lord is calling you to this, uh, incredible, uh, ministry. Uh, how do, how do we, as a, as a church, people listening to this episode, uh, how do we partner with you? Yeah. Um, I mean, I, it's a weird season because I, I can't meet new people necessarily. And so, 
it would be amazing if members would maybe at least want to hear my story, whether they know if they want to give or can give or not. Um, but if there are members at cities who get excited about this area of ministry and uh, connecting with me, uh, I would welcome that and be excited to have a support meeting with you. I'm doing them over video chat for the time being due to the circumstances. Um, but I would love to yeah, get to know members better, hear their stories and see if they would be excited to partner with me in this. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Is, is there a best way for people to, to contact you? Should they go through me or is there an email address that is okay to share in this format? Yeah. Okay. yeah I, w- I would love for people just to reach out directly. That would be fantastic. So my email is E L L Y N dot L L U C H at campus org, And then I can also be reached by call or text. Solid. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I pray that the Lord, we know that he will provide. And we also know that he, he's going to provide through people. Uh, you know, that's, that's the, the normative means that, that he uses uh, all of the money that you need to be fully supported exists. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, just, yeah, people responding in, in faith to, to then giving as they feel uh, led and excited and energized by what you're doing. And it's, it's just, uh, it's really amazing to me, um, you know, that the Lord would use this young woman who is part of campus outreach at Northwestern to meet you, a ninth grade girl from Tampa, Florida, in the mountains of Colorado, <laughs> to share with you the gospel. And, uh, and now that the Lord has, has brought you into, you know, that similar place of now where you are uh, doing the, the very thing that, that that young woman did, where you're making uh, disciples. And uh, it's just exciting to think about, you know, how many other uh, college freshmen are there who are in, in a similar spot to where you were at in ninth grade, you know, coming from, uh, from rough, rough backgrounds or just having all kinds of misconceptions about who God is and, and what he's like. And uh, so it's, it's good work that you're doing. And I just think really, really cool how God has moved throughout uh, your life and, um, you know, has you in the spot that you're in. And so certainly we'll be uh, praying for you. And uh, yeah, I just can't wait to hear more about how God uses your time on campus with CO. Yeah, thanks so much, Nick. Thanks for having me and letting me share. And I'm excited to see the fruit that comes from this whole experience. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Well, thanks for being willing. Thanks for taking the time, even in the, uh, the non-ideal circumstances of, uh, of doing this over a Zoom call. But um, yeah, really, really appreciate it. Thanks, Ellen. Yeah, thanks. thanks for listening to this episode of Gospel Stories. This podcast is a production of Cities Church. You can learn more about Cities Church and find several other resources by visiting citieschurch.com. We'll be back soon with another conversation, so be sure to subscribe to the show. And if you are encouraged by what you've heard here, please leave us a review, or better yet, give it a share so that more folks can hear about the work of Jesus in the lives of his people. And finally, a special thank you to Sarah Groves for our theme music. All right. Well, thanks so much for tuning in. We'll be back soon. To trust him more.